Yes, I'm just like that. After a nice, calm and relaxing bye week, we're straight back to it, straight into the mix. Yes, it is UK Cowboys TV. It's Season 2, Episode 87. Uh, the pre-game show for uh, this weekend's game, which is against the Vikings, kick off in the UK, 9.25pm. Uh, joining us this week, we've got the David and Goliath of UK Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> We've got uh, Graham and Paul with us, and as we've advertised all week, uh, and even the start of the week, we have the legend from the Legacy Group, a good close friend of ours and UK Cowboys, we have Mr. Barry Gibson. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. It's, it's, it's great to be on. Just happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. No, 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 pleasure's ours, and uh, it is in fact the second time, so uh, you have returned to the fold with us, uh, obviously last time when you were with us though, uh, it was a, a pre-recorded, but now you're live, so this is your first live show with us, yeah. uh, pleasure to have you yeah. with us, yeah, yeah, um, yeah now obviously you're, yeah, thanks to technology, yeah, and as we were saying off air, during a a time like this, uh, uh, technology has been a wonderful thing, especially with everything that's been going on in 2020. <laughs> Needless to say. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Maybe we are 2 7. Oh, Mike's frozen oh. a little bit there. <laughs> that is a stat. Oh, oh someone, like, someone is watching. Whoever's watching the show, please screenshot this right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Poland. He looks as though he's taking the foot. I can't believe this is life. <laughs> oh, is oh, anyway, you know, well, I can't laugh, you know, because my internet's been intermittent here the last couple of days. I've been dealing with my provider on that. So if I go away like that, y'all see me, you know, freeze up. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. So while Mike's been disconnected, I'll take the front so far. So we'll start off with um, a, obviously, we were just talking about the, the previous game there. So we lost 19 to 24 to the Steelers. We're now 2 and 7 and third in the NFC East jointly with the Giants. So, aye, that's uh, that's the news from last week. But now, uh, in terms of news going forward, we've got our injury update. So, Trevon Diggs is obviously out for the season. Mm. And Tyler Bayadish with hamstrings, so he could be a couple of multiple weeks. So, Joe Looney's now back in. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on it? I mean, it's 2020. I mean, we keep losing yeah. folks. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, we're good with who we got. It's just like, it's like chaos. It's like straight out of a movie. Like we're two and seven and it's, you know, like we're yeah. just you know, on the back channel. It's been, it seems like it's so long since we've had a game. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I know it's, I think with this bye week especially, it just kind of feels as though that, I don't know what it was, but this weekend I just felt I just felt really empty. I was like, "What am I supposed to do?" I don't want to watch the Giants. I don't want to watch the Eagles. Just they're trashy anyway. But it's like there was nothing forward to look forward to last weekend. It sucked, you know. Like I know we're not. I know. I know we're not doing great ourselves, but it's still our team. We still look forward to seeing our team, regardless when lose or draw. You know. Mm -hmm. It's like silly false starts and holding calls during the game. It's like that kills drives. 
injuries kill the season. We have oh my just God. when we get a little yeah. bit of momentum yeah. on D, yeah. we end up having to change our backfield yet again. Just it's just fortunate we possibly get Cheeto back this week. Um, but after such a good defor- uh, performance on D, and then you go and lose arguably your best cornerback, it's just twenty twenty. Yeah. It's, so it's, yeah, it's been an absolute nightmare, and as you know, like it's not just us; it's, it's suffering. There's been like when you think about it across the whole league, the amount of names have been out injured. Like we had McCaffrey for the Panthers <clears throat> out for several weeks, Saquon Bartley for the Giants. Like the names could go on and on for all these different teams in the NFL, but for us, it seems to affect us the most, obviously, because we lost Dak for the season. Um, how is he going to come back? All that type of stuff. We've just lost, obviously, our star rookie cornerback this season. A uh, rookie cornerback, sorry, Trevon Diggs, who's been absolutely nothing but fantastic for us. To me, who's like fundamentally, I think he's been our saving grace in our defense, regardless how you see how we be performing throughout the whole season. Yeah, it's like he's the one. It always seems to be kind of stepping up and like making these plays, like especially like the game. Yeah, as a rookie, I mean, for example, like, like the game against Seattle, for example, I mean, how he just managed to recover and come back and take, like, Metcalf's, uh, that ball from Metcalf, I mean, that was unbelievable, so. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that's the injury report. So, like I said, Trevon Diggs, broken bone, he's pretty, he's out for the season pretty, pretty much, and obviously tired by Adish, uh, hamstring multiple weeks, so. How do you think, like, what's, what's your guys' thoughts on Bayadish? How's he came in as a rookie? How, what do you think you guys have, like, do you see him going forward, like, especially you, Barry? What do you think of Bayadish, like, going forward in terms of, like, do you see him being, like, a future starter for the Cowboys O-line? Man, I mean, the kid had a bright bright future, and y'all know what the NFL stands for, not for long. I mean, just like that, now he's damaged goods. I mean, even as a rookie, I mean, he can still bounce back. He's still young, but I love the fire from the kid. Like I said, he was a rookie. Yep. He was kind of, like you said, the only thing we could consistently expect every week, even though he was constantly getting attacked. You know what I mean? He was still – he didn't lay down. He didn't complain. He still showed up. And then now him being out, it's just – like I said, it's just so 2020, man. We're just – and we're not the only ones. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. finishing up – you know, just finishing up, you know, before we lost Dak. And, like, I remember when we lost Blake Jarwin in the back of my head at that time. Uh-huh. I didn't Posted anywhere, I was like, man, that could be Dak or Zeke. There you go. That again, that's a non name we've just not mentioned. I was a now player that I was really looking forward to for this season was obviously Blake Jarwin. First, pretty much first game of the season, he's out for the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, but on on Biadish, he he wasn't really expected to come in and play all that much this year. I think he he was. He's, he was taken so low in the draft because he has a work in progress and we expected Joe Looney to step in, but to throw the kid in there and, you know, um, figure out the protections and all that, all that kind of stuff in his first season. I know he's got a good Wisconsin background, um, but it was it was always going to be rough for him. But I, I think he will be a, um, a future starter for us because, it, quite simply, it has to be um, because... We need to go and address the tackle position to begin with. So you can't really address tackle and centre uh, yeah. with two top picks uh, in the same draft. So he's going to have to be uh, a big player for us, and hopefully he will be. Um, once once he gets an off season, I think he'll be he'll be far. Back. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, it's funny that you mentioned that there, Graham. Again, and this is the same goes for I think with all rookies or, or pretty much nearly every player in the NFL this off season. Training camp, 
there's going to be players that are coming in really out of shape because they've no had the proper like facilities to attend to because of COVID. And like I've kind of been seeing it all through all the years. Like there is a little bit of leeway, but when things do get put into place where you've got that full training camp, the full OTAs, everything, it will make a big major difference, especially when we're going into year two. So I mean, going forward for like say Bayadish, I'm really looking forward to see what he can deliver to the old line because like his first initial games yeah it made a lot of rookie mistakes snap counts and whatever and that but when it, when it comes to actually pass protection and came to the run block especially when it came to Zach Martin's side he really did do well in terms of the double team blocks and moving upfield that opened up the field for like Apollo Dan Zeke so um but yeah um now that Mike's back he can now take the rain back over yeah <laughs> I, I, I do apologize for that I was having before uh, we started the show, me and Paul were talking. I was having internet trouble then. Hopefully, I, this isn't an echo from it and everything's all back to normal. But, yeah, um, catch me up. What have we been talking about? Sorry, and I'll, I'll try and get us back on, on the rails. We were just talking about the injury report, uh, Trevor Diggs mm-hmm. out, and we were just kind of covering over about uh, Taya Bayadish's hamstring injury, and we do we see him going forward, pretty much. That's all we've covered so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other ones, mind you, on the injury report as well was uh, Zach Mine. He was doing cord work, but he's back with um, the, the O-line group. So that's some good news as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Randy Gregory is out with illness as well, but he's back. But apparently it's not COVID. It's not COVID. So that's good news. So that's good news. Um the only other thing I wanted to touch on during the bye week was how lucky were the Cowboys during the bye week, the fact that uh, Eagles and Giants game went exactly how we needed and obviously Washington lost as well. What do you guys think of that? The Man. NFC least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. NFC least. Yeah. The NFC least is keeping the NFL's light bills paid because of the drama that's ensuing in this division. <laughs> It's so only true, going man. to be right, and it's only going to be written that the Cowboys is going to – we're going to – I mean, just just wait for it, man. It's going to happen. We're going to be in the playoffs. It's 2020, man. I mean, you can expect anything. <laughs> Honestly, can you imagine, like, can you imagine like, like with everything going on right now, with all the injuries and stuff like that, and next thing we've got uh, – uh, God, I think uh, – like uh, Garrett Gil- uh, Gilbert – you with the starting quarterback going into the playoffs or something like that, like something crazy, <laughs> something like that. You know what I mean? Like anything could happen right now. It's going. Like, I mean, yeah. you're gonna when we wait to the Super Bowl when we get there. I mean, we don't even know where. I mean, next year this COVID stuff. They talking about this supposed to be around too for those of us that kind of pay attention to it. So we mm-hmm. don't know. We don't get a full off season and a traditional thing. We might that that, that normal we knew it. Football might just go away. It might be some new shit come next year. And then yeah. you, you know, to move on after that. I mean, you got to kind of think like that, but. You can imagine it now going into Super Bowl week, no matter what two teams it is, some key player is going to get COVID and it's going to matter. Yeah, very true. Like, here's a crazy one. Is imagine come the Super Bowl, right, next year, and both quarterbacks for either team get COVID. What the hell are you going to do? How weird of a game would that look? Do you know what I mean? Um, but before we get on to uh, talking about the Cowboys offense versus Vikings defense, I'm going to bring up a rather controversial subject that's been in the news for the last few weeks is people wanting the Cowboys to tank. 
Um, now, as diehard cowboys and as head coaches and coaches and owners of uh, you know a multi-billion-dollar team, do you all agree with me that tanking is not an option? Yeah, T- tanking is not an option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that, like, no NFL like, team wants to tank, but I I think that's what they're, they're, the narrative they're running with. I, I clearly think it was something before then. Y'all don't even want me to get on to that, but no, I don't think we're tanking. It's something else, though. I, I don't think I don't think a lot of people understand how difficult it is to tank a season, because to tank a season, you're effectively saying, right, we're we're going to rebuild for the draft, right? So say say presuming it's a it's a quarterback, or say it's for a tackle, for instance, are you really going to say say to your starter, yeah, we're going to tank the season? The starter in that position is going to play like he's never played before in his life. If if a head coach tanks a season, is he going to risk his job being taken away from him on Black Monday after the regular mm-hmm. season? Um, are owners prepared to sell tickets during a, a, a tanking season? I, I think a lot of the time teams, teams are bad and they know they're bad, but they're not deliberately being bad. Um, because it's it's like Barry brought up, um, you're not in this league for long, and if, mm. if there's somebody out there who's going to take your jersey, you're going to fight for your jersey, and it's pretty difficult to tank a season when you have 53 guys fighting for their their paycheck. So mm, a, a lot of the time, I think this tanking is made up by the media. Um, do, you, do you really think Adam Gase is going to go 0-16 and expect his job to still be there in March? Nope. I don't think so. Look, I'll tell you this. If you think 30,000 feet as an NFL owner, don't think all them owners ain't got together and said, man, look, we just got to ride this one out and figure it out. So figure out how to do it. And I think that's the narrative that's being ran is the tank. But behind that is, you know, all this stuff that's affecting the season, like injuries and, you know, the COVID and just everything else. You know what I mean? The, the election and, you know, the civil unrest, you know, with between demographics you know what i mean so there's been a lot going on i think it's a a war of attrition it's like survival of the fittest and i think that's why jerry ain't moving nobody really in and out and they're trying to balance the books and save as much penny pinch as they can because you got to remember they're only putting 20 something thousand folks in that seats when i went there the home opener uh it was pretty quiet in there yeah yeah I mean, I, was, mean, I, mean I, I was supposed to be at that game as well. I was going to never managed to attend that, obviously due to COVID and stuff like that. But from seeing it from the television, man, it just didn't. It just looked weird. It was different. It. It was yeah, different. there's no. Yeah. I went around the whole stadium. I got videos. So I got a recap video, but it was completely empty, man. And it it was it was nice on one hand because you don't have to worry about fighting around a bunch of people. Yeah. Because you didn't have all the rest of your family there with you. That's true. And, I mean. Do you think as well, if I get your opinion on this, Bar, do you, because it was something that popped in my head before, do you think for a team, especially like the Cowboys, that are used to being in front of, you know, 80, 90,000 people each game, without breaking a sweat, do you think that for a team like them having such small attendances affect them more? Was that for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were saying, I'm sorry. You said was more for what? I'm sorry. 
So, you know, like the, the Cowboys are used to playing in uh, big, you know, big attendances, big crowds. So, you know, yeah, 90,000 yeah. plus. So mm. when it comes to them playing in small attendances or no attendances, like, you know, in SoFi Stadium, do you think that affects them more? Well, I mean, of course it does. I mean, this plays into, you know, the taboo here. Folks don't want to talk about politics and football, but politics and football are very much married because here at Lumen Field now, formerly CenturyLink Field, they've had no fans in the stands. And I was yeah. quite upset that I could go to Dallas and go to the home opener on a limited capacity because it's a Republican state. But in a Democrat state, I can't even go to the Cowboys, come up in here and play my, you know, play, play, play against Seahawks. You know what I mean? So it, there's there's a lot there's a lot, of, and that's what I say about owners and money because you got to remember this league is big business and it affects a lot of people's pocketbooks. And when you ain't got fans and seats, they got to figure out how to flip that business model. And that's why I've been screaming that game of streams. You guys been following me and know what I've been talking about. That it's why do you think Jerry did a three hour interview with Michael Irvin at the stadium, and then a few days later the NFL signs a deal with YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, but then just lastly um and we'll get into as i say the offense the final thing bit of news that came out this week is as of from saturday all 32 nfl teams are in full covid protocol um so basically they're in like a full essentially like a lockdown um which is what they do when teams you know get covid into it but basically it's it's a full lockdown. Um, I did hear that they're opening up the Omni Hotel for the coaching staff for the Cowboys. So that's going to be where they, I'm guessing they're living for the next seven weeks. Um, yeah. Not so bad if you get in bed and breakfast, mind. <laughs> it's, um, I think it's, it's a combination of two things. I think it's a combination of cases rising, not only in the US, but across the world. Mm. Um, and also the fact that we're getting to the business end of the season now. So if you if you take somebody like I don't know, say a division leader like the Bills or the Saints or Cardinals or whoever, if they have to miss a game towards the end of December because of COVID, that can play havoc with TV schedules and um, not getting the playoff run together, and um, they have to effectively think about what they're doing towards the start of January so it only really makes I think it makes sense um, I don't think they see their I mean from what I understand they don't see their families an awful lot during the season anyway you, yeah. you know you see you see head coaches turning up at the, the building in the office at like uh, 6 o'clock in the morning leaving 10 o'clock at night and so on so uh, if we can get this season completed I think it will be a distraction for a lot of people and a healthy distraction at that I mean, I, I'll say this. I, I'm still saying this. We're still very lucky that we've got football in general right now. We really yeah. are. Yeah. Like when you really put that in that perspective, like we're so, like when you really do think about it, we are so lucky that we can even have the discussion, talk about games, mm-hmm. even though we're losing. Like we've got two in some record, we can still actually somehow win the NFC at least. But but we're still lucky that we still got football. We're so mm-hmm. lucky, man. So yeah, it, it's true. Yeah, and, and you know that's why we're still here yes. talking about it. Market, market's just brought up a great point there. Um, is about the COVID prevention. I don't know if you got guys remember seeing it before the season started. Like Charlotte Jones Anderson um, yeah. did a, a video posting like all the protocols they put in place in terms of the food Tupperware all covered. 
facial recognition, facial recognition, the the um, the temperature checks, all that type of stuff. So they they got that nailed down really really well. The Dallas Cowboys organization is the setup of a bubble for any NFL team right now. They got the Omni, they yes. got the Star, they got everything. I mean, this was not something they planned like if COVID happens. I mean, just this this is the business mind of Jer the Jones family. You know what I mean? They've got all the assets they need now to create a bubble, which could essentially be the difference in one franchise in one state of, of one political party surviving and, and another one not. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you got to remember them fans, them, the, the money that them fans pay to see them athletes is the money that they pay them athletes. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Um, so let's get on to the offense then, guys. Yeah, this is going to be a bit of fun. Let's start you off, guys, with um, the most easiest question of all. Who's starting a quarterback? <laughs> Andy Dalton. Well, yeah, I'm sticking you straight in the deep end, yeah. It is going to be Andy Dalton, but I would love to give Garrett uh, Gilbert an ash an ash crack. I would. I would. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but I don't know about you, Barry. But I would act like, from all things concerned, for him to come in. It so makes short too much sense, man. Jerry Jones and them—they didn't make too much sense. We don't put Andy Dalton in the lineup. I know, but I, I, but <laughs> I know, I know. It is, it is going to be Andy Dalton, but I, it's just me as a preference. Like, I, I actually quite liked what I saw from the guy, and I thought, why not? You know, yeah. Like we've got nothing to lose, essentially. Nothing to lose. We can still, obviously, we can still, well, obviously, the NSC at least is still up for grabs, obviously, because our division's that abysmal. But, yeah. What about you, Graham? I, I think they'll go with Dalton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they'll go with Dalton. I think um, he brought in, at the, brought in as the backup during the off-season, $7 million in, in contract. Um, yeah, they'll go with Dalton. Well, we're going to see after the first well. series whether he gets sacked or they block for him or not. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Lauren with, Lauren, with, Lauren with the comment there, follow the money. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Now, one of the things that has popped up for me that was quite noticeable um, for this particular game is Minnesota. Their defense is actually ranked six worst against the pass. Um, now, the Cowboys, since Dak has gone down, haven't thrown for 300 yards so far. But do you think this is the kind of game where, you know, if we're talking about Andy Dalton being the starter, do you think this is the game where we're finally going to be able to see that? What do you guys think? Mm. I mean, if the offensive line blocks for him, I mean... True. You know, I mean, still the same thing. You know what I mean? He got to. He's got to get out there. I mean, still Dak still leads the, the league. I think in a lot of. I mean, he's still leading a lot of quarterbacks that still start right now in his yardage. But I don't know. Can mm -hmm. we get that kind of the yardage out of Dalton? There's been too much changes. I mean, the defense looks better, but I mean, with I mean Minnesota playing pretty good football right now. So you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to test our. We tested our our might against the Steelers, and no, it came down to a last minute play. But this is a whole nother setup. You know, this week with yeah. Dalton in now. My, my my concern would be is, is the fact that we've been growing pre that's pretty much how many weeks in a row now we've actually went a different quarterback every game. It's the Dawson like like obviously there was the COVID protocol that he's been off for a couple of weeks. That's obviously and obviously with the in injury he picked up against Washington. It's like I just feel as though it's gonna be a nice struggle for Andy in this game because he's coming back, trying to get back into that same rhythm again. That's the only thing I'm, I'm really concerned about. 
for me the the Vikings the Vikings can be exploited on de- on defense. Um I watched the I watched the Monday night football game last night yeah. um and I saw a Nick Foles kind of carve them up a little bit and I saw uh Cordero Patterson have a huge game. Now to me he's a special teamer. He's yep. not he's not a top ten talent. Um Yeah, I get your point. <laughs> yeah, he 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 had a, don't get me wrong, he had a fantastic uh, return. I think he's equaled um the the record for for kind of returning touchdowns now. But the the Bears don't really have a kind of connection and they still manage to get good movement. I mean they've got Alan Robinson and they really don't utilize Alan Robinson. Um it's it's Nick Foles in my opinion that's that's holding that offense back. But they still they, they got to the Vikings. Um I I didn't see I didn't see an awful lot of uh, Anthony Barr. I don't know if he's injured or not. Um but Foles had a little bit of time. Um I, I know we're not talking about their their D-line no, yet, no. but um with with three with three top talents and hopefully a bit of preparation from Dalton, I think we could we could worry this secondary. They they do have um oh the name of the safety. Um Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith. He he's yeah. a playmaker for them. Um, he's a baller. They, um, he, he did get a, he did get a big sack on on Foles, and a lot of the mm-hmm. time they, they line up. Uh, they line up with good looks on D. Uh, there was one particular player I remember. They had almost seven players on the the defensive line, and three of them checked into coverage. So they're going to have a lot of looks for Dalton. I think that's yeah. another reason why they'll have Dalton instead of uh, Gilbert. Um, just with that little bit of uh, experience on that kind of front. So um, they, ca- they can be exploited. A little well, bit of optimism. An here's an interesting one for you. Going back to the Bears game, because it does work for our game as well. But, um, the Bears. Now, one of the things I put on here is establish the run, air it out, right? Now, the, the Bears, just so you know, are the worst rushing team in the NFL. It's so bad. You mentioned Cordell Patterson. He has more kick return yards than the Bears have in total rushing yards. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's an actual fact. But, and it's by quite a bit, too. Um, so it just goes to show that – and they kept that being competitive – so it just goes to show that if, if you do have a decent rushing team, because the Cowboys are quite decent in rushing. I mean, we'll get to that in a moment. But it just goes to show that if you can hit them, because the Vikings, I feel, are very much uh, they're very much what the Cowboys want to be, if you know what I mean. And it, that they're, they're almost a mirror of each other, but the, the Vikings at the moment are just playing that little bit better, if that makes sense mm-hmm. to you guys. Do you agree with that? Nah, man, it's twenty twenty, and anything goes. So I mean, is if we can just hold on to the ball and not get down by two touchdowns, I mean, yeah, all of it sounds good. It looks good, but again, and if it can happen in twenty twenty, man, yeah, 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 I can't help but uh, but uh, yeah, I it's hard to argue against that. I'm like, like the most it, optimistic it, cowboy fan ever. Like I want, I expect my team to win through and yeah. through. You know what I mean? Every game, yeah. but man, this season. 
it's taking a toll on the best of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 totally. One of the things that I wrote last week um, was about um, giving Pollard some more touches. Now, like, what I did make sure is to say that, look, it's not about because Zeke's playing bad. At the end of the day, Zeke's our number one playmaker. He is the main Mm -hmm. guy. What I'm saying in respect to Pollard is more to keep Zeke fresh. Um, Because Pollard is a, a change of pace back at the end of the day. He's not a bell cow. Uh, I feel. Would you think in this particular game where we're trying to establish the run to help Dalton uh, and then to air it out, would you want to see more Pollard, Barry, or do you want them to keep trying down the Zeke road? How do you feel about that at the moment? Well, I'm glad to see Pollard bounce the back. You remember the beginning of the season, he was dropping balls and talking about turnovers, you know what I mean? But he's been getting his yeah. zip on. So I've been seeing the divide in the fan base, people saying Zeke's lost a step. He needs to go. We paid him too much money. We need to put Pollard in there. We need to trade Zeke, all this kind of crazy stuff. Look, they're both on the same team. You know what I mean? And I so I had done a video about this earlier in the season where Mike McCarthy had came out and they talked about running a two-headed back back there because of the talent that they have. Now, granted, this is before the, the deck injury and all of that, but I mean, anything goes. I mean, if TP can get – whoever can get back there and get us some yards, let's get some points on the board. Can we just score so we can win? You know? yeah. that, that, that's, that's it, Barry. Like, it's like, I, I, for me, it doesn't really matter if it's Zeke or Pollard or whoever's in the – even the wide receiver core, whoever's starting it, like on the left or the right. I, as long as we put points on the board and we win, yeah. I'm happy. Like, it's got mm-hmm. to that point now. Like, it's – the whole thing about – so many rushing yards and whoever that who cares that's just personal achievements it's not it's not there's no i in team very true there's two in martini mind (laughs) 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 and that's what i'm drinking when i'm watching the cowboys at the moment um (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. especially uh in scotland you need to be getting on the martinis going back into lockdown as well i mean lucky for us we just come out of ours Um, i'm sorry but i forgot y'all could hear me at the same time so my bad Shout out, Red. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get <laughs> yeah, get on it. Get on it, man. Um, I, I have to have a, you know, a, a bit slack before we come on. I'm starting to drift off a bit. Um, but let's finish off then, guys, um, on the offensive side, um, talking about the wide receivers. Because there is a rookie sensation in the Vikings, uh, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, yeah. But as they're talking about their rookie wide receiver, we're talking about ours. Um, yeah. Now, C.D. Lamb is actually leading the team in receiving touchdowns. The question I've got, though, is if Dak was still, uh, if he was still our quarterback, do you think we'd be using him as uh, a rookie, offensive rookie of the year candidate? Mate, just to clarify, you were asking, just you were cutting out there. Were you? Ah, he's cut out again. I think he's asking what the the was it the offensive game didn't get hurt. You know, would he would he be like a MVP? You know, you know, rookie of the year type of deal. I'll just tell you straight out. Yeah, I drafted a kid in fantasy football, and by the way, I picked up that other kid you're talking about from Minnesota off the waiver wires. They've been keeping Jefferson, yeah. Yeah. But man, you know what I mean? This C.D. Lamb kid is a special talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, 
see, like, um, that was the one of the things I was, I was taught, like, I was, if there was, like, before the whole draft happened, like, obviously, initially at first, I wasn't really too thrilled about the whole CD line because I was fighting so much about defense because we need it. But at the time, it's like, I would have thought CD Lamb would have been gone by now. And if there was a wide receiver that we would have draft, it would have been Jefferson. Yeah. Because he would have been within our range easily. And, but it turns out both both the guys are doing so well. They're doing really well. But if you were to give one of the players that MVP push right now, I'd still say Lamb right now. But Jefferson is getting better every game. But I think because with like I think what Mike was trying to say because of the loss of Dak, we're not getting that same consistency that we were getting yeah. before. Yeah, I think with with the Vikings passing attack as well, it's it's Thielen and Jefferson mm-hmm. and not yeah. much else. Whereas we have two other talents. Um, but just to, to to kind of go back to the MVP situation, it's like. Um, it, He's not. He's not a quarterback, and that's that's simply the reason why it's so difficult for for um, other positions to to win MVP. I mean, personally, I think uh, I think the MVP this year will be um, Justin, um, the kid from the kid Justin from Chargers, just Herbert. I think it'll be Herbert, Herbert um, just because just because he's come in and started at QB so early in the season. Yeah. Um, I, I can't really think of another rookie that's had such a, a large impact in such a key position. Um, yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, look at the look at who was selected around them. Kind of Ogba's not really picked up any traction this year. I can't think of um, anybody else that would challenge. Um, and, and and I don't think I don't think Lamb will make the playoffs. To be perfectly honest. Uh, so that's another reason, you know. You expect yeah. your MVP to go well, into I mean, the playoffs. So I think, I think, I think more or less we're talking a offense or offensive rookie of the year, kind of like what we've seen Zach and or Dak and Zeke. I think split because I don't know. Has it has a rookie ever won MVP of the season? Oh God, that's a good question. Um, the high, the has been before. I'm pretty sure. I'd like to know. I mean, I've never heard of that. Well, I'll, I'll look. I'll look. I'll get that fact up right there for you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm just curious, man, because I get um, there and I'm like, can can rookies get MVPs? I'm like, you know, that's a good question. You know. <laughs> the, I mean, the only other wide receiver I was gonna look at was obviously the guy I'm wearing now, Amari Cooper. Um, is the money that he's being paid? That's really how we evaluate how much of the the wallet the Percy's taken has uh, accumulated into production. Is that worrying at all, or is it just because of the way the season's going for you all? Something that you're just not concerned about that you're just going. It's, 2020. it's difficult to judge them on the the kind of performance this season because he hasn't had Dak Prescott. Um, I think if he yeah. if he had Dak, if he had a healthy Tyron Smith, if he had a, a serviceable defense, you know, you, you our our offense would be so much more balanced, and you'd see an awful lot more of a Mario Cooper because he's he's going to draw he's going to draw double coverage, and um, I w- I wouldn't see Gilbert or Dalton in particular throwing into double coverage. They they you can tell they would be. 
they'd be taught to look for Lamb or uh, Gallup, for instance. That's why CD Lamb's doing so well. Because well, Lamb was lot, man. Put yeah, Cooper yeah because, because Cooper's dro- drawing double coverage. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't Mike's think there's actually. Yeah, I think Mike keeps cutting out. Well, so I've just looked up the the information with regards to offensive play of the year, not rookie. But there's no been. I don't think there's been any rookies at all that's actually won the offensive player of the year. Um. But uh, once Mike comes back, I'll get the ones for the defensive play once we move, start talking about the defense and that. Um, but yeah, um, so I think that kind of much, I think that was the last thing that Mike was to try to talk about. It was the defense, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we were going to move on to, but just, just to clarify, I don't see Justin Herbert winning MVP. I, I thought we were, to- I thought we were talking about rookies. Um, oh, I- I think it's I think it's more of a mixed mixed combination of what we're doing, but for offensive MVP, yeah, I think you're right in terms of looks like Herbert because it is a quarterback favored present like like award pretty much. Um, but because I'm lo- even looking at the in fact actually even just for offensive play of the year award, there's been more running backs than quarterbacks, I believe. And let me just check. The only other position was last year. That was the first time it was never a quarterback or a, a, or a running back, and it was Michael Thomas last year. That's an interesting fact. That's the only wide receivers ever won the offensive MVP, but I'll get the rookie ones up in a wee second. I mean... 2020, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, man. I mean, that's kind of my mentality now. I mean, you can't, you know, this is not a regular nothing, you know what I mean? So we can't, you know, what we would traditionally think about how setups are or things are ran in a, in a league that's totally changing right in front of our eyes. It's like, you know, it's going to be a new normal. Like now with that lockdown, especially now, I mean, we expect to see more injuries, you know what I mean? Expect to see more injuries. They're not working out as much. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. look at the injuries. Look at the injuries in the 49ers. The 49ers oh, okay. basically they start whoever's fit <laughs> at the moment, whether it be a wide receiver, running back, QB. You don't play um, 49ers players in, in fantasy because you don't know if they're going to actually make it through the, the warm ups. <laughs> they're, they're hit really badly as well. And, and it shows in the record. And saying that we were exact same. It was the same way by I think was it no by Adish that injured himself during the warm ups? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, hamstring as well. Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty man. Yeah, yeah. My internet is going twenty twenty on me at the moment. <laughs> um, I do apologize. It's just a complete nightmare for me tonight. And uh, like I said, I was having issues before this started and it, uh, it seems to be echoing on. But let, let's try and get through it uh, <laughs> and start as you mean to get on. Let's look at the fun part, the Cowboys' defense. Um, as soon as you do this, everyone starts sucking in uh, their teeth. <laughs> Just uh, so we can get a general feeling off you, Barry, what would you say uh, you would call the Cowboys' defense this year? 2020. <laughs> I like that. I like it. That works I mean, for me. 
I mean, I went, I went and seen them. You know, I, I was on the, you know, before all this stuff broke out, I was on here. Everybody was on the get, go get Earl train. You know, I was like, you know, yeah. screw Earl Thomas. You know what I mean? Because I just thought he had too much baggage. Oh, by the way, you see his wife. Yes, yes. Thank so, you. A lot of drama going on with that. He still got some entanglements over there, or you know, with uh, with Baltimore. But when I went to the Atlanta game, man, and seen them score right in front of me the first, I was like, man, we gotta go get. I looked at West Coast. He was right down. There. I said, man, we gotta go get Earl. Man, this is like. 2020 it's just it's not fair it's just you know that joneses and them are just not moving a lot of pieces man and these guys are getting hurt and in one sense it's 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 teaching them guys how to survive and be the survivors like you've seen the attitude of digs come out you know what yeah. i mean mm -hmm. and now he's injured but you know i think there's some other players you know tanking him i think they'll get it together they've kept us in some games but it's just it's really hard to really measure because it's 2020. yep exactly man I think there's a there's a big case for not making not making moves on the team because they're keeping cap space for next year. Yeah. I think that's got a lot to do with it. Maybe they're losing money because they don't have nobody in their yeah their 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 stands there. All them you know thousands of people not yeah. going. They, they they got bills they got to pay. Yeah, absolutely. Coronavirus. Yeah, yeah like, like if like if they were to bring Earl and the, then it's just going to be like pretty much like wasting money because what even if if you just injured as well. Does that does that perspective is that why you think they didn't pay back? I mean, they, they couldn't cut no check. I mean, they ain't got any these TV deals any worked out. They just did a deal with YouTube. They're trying to figure it out behind this the scenes and then up front, everybody's just like, oh, hold on, we just gotta, you know, you can just get through every day and every game without an injury. Now you're winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, there, um no, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me fine? Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I'll, I'll just keep trying to uh, continue on with it. Um, I, I'm actually trying to do some diagnosis at the same time, so I'm running about four things at the same time, yeah, trying to figure that's it all out. Um, that's, that's your problem right there, you crazy lunatic. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Different. Different. <laughs> not, not what you're thinking. I mean, like, trying to talk to my internet provider. But anyway, um, you don't need to know that. Um, now, one of the things that's quite interesting is during the Pittsburgh Steelers game, we did see the defense re-emerge. Um, a couple of the things that did pop up was Anton Woods and Neville Gallimore both looking like they are solidifying the defensive line. And I always say it, the defensive line is your foundation of the house uh, of defense, if you like. Yeah. How are you guys both thinking about uh, uh, not just Neville Gallimore and Antoine Woods, those pair are looking great, but what about as well Tyron Crawford? What are you guys thinking about the, the whole D line as a whole starting to slowly come back up? That That's going to be one of the keys to winning on Sunday. Because yeah. um, yeah. going, going back to the the Vikings Bears game, um, Dalvin Cook got his 96 yards, but that was down to pure workload. 30 carries they gave Dalvin Cook. And if we can if we can make them sweat it out with the run game, um, that's going to be one of the keys to to winning. Um, we saw a huge emergence, like you said. Um, we kept Connor uh, we kept Connor quiet. If we can keep Cook quiet, that's another uh, recipe for success. So mm -hmm. if the guys can step up again, like we said we said in the, the post game, it has to be every week now. Um, it can't just be a one-off because if it's a one-off, we'll soon forget all about it. So if we can see another good performance out of the D-line, uh, that'll keep 
cook quiet, that will mean they have to ask cousins to do more. Uh, asking cousins to do more is never a good thing. So that can be another you like that, uh, you recipe. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason I, I'm bringing up the D-line is one of the things, because we know Kirk Cousins quite well from when it was back to Washington Redskins. Yeah. Um, we know, but we know that if you get in Kirk Cousins' face and you put pressure on him, he throws some terrible balls. When he's, he's like origami, he folds when he's under pressure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. like, and and I don't know if it's just me, but every time it always seems to be like D-Law, it's always the one is like, I cannot wait to smash Kurt Cousins in. Like, every time we do play against him, like, D-Law is always the standout, regardless. Like, every game we've had when Kurt Cousins is playing, D-Law is always the one that's been in his face the most. So, but when you were asking about in terms of our defensive line, like to me, it felt like watching like what we were so used to before, like the mm-hmm. hot boys. Like it felt like that again. Like and and I don't like I mentioned this in the post game show, and I don't know if this is one of the reasons why is because of we got rid of Poe and we got rid of Griffin, two yeah. players that that clearly was bringing a negative impact of morale towards the unit. I thought personally, like, because you can see it, like, whenever they two were playing, it just had an overall effect on the rest of the group. Because they were, when they were in the snaps, doing what they would try to do, like, get into the gaps, it just wasn't helping at all. So, I think they didn't fit the scheme. I think they didn't fit the scheme. There's that as well. There's that as well. Um, But since we've kind of, like, took a more um, strict approach and Given Gallimore the heads up and given uh, Woods like the more heads up as well, and also when you were mentioning like, Tyron Crawford, like, like, and this is one thing I've always loved about Tyron Crawford, he's always been a utility guy. Like, doesn't matter where in the D line you put him, if it's on like the edge or inside or heads up against the center as a nose tackle, doesn't matter, he'll still give it all. But the thing is, though, he's been using himself as more or less as a diversion, like, getting like he's trying to get the double team so therefore that frees up likes of Gallimore frees up Woods to get to the quarterback like I don't know yeah. if you guys have noticed that from the game film and stuff like that but that's what I'm seeing quite a lot right now it's like because we know like Crawford has had that that surgery last year he was out up pretty much all season last year right the, I think it was his hip wasn't it yes that's right so that's a bag that, that is that, yeah exactly it's a, it, that could potentially be a career ending injury for him to come back and still play yeah. up to that high level yeah that's great but he has he, the thing with Tyron Crawford he, he does have a great football mind like you know he gets himself in the right positions he maybe no the fastest or the strongest but he gets himself in the positions where it frees up someone else it might free the linebacker to, into the A gap or B gap and we saw that with Van Der Esch in that last game yeah as well yeah, like Vanderich had a great game against the Steelers, despite that now, that be tough one. <laughs> and just to get on the subject uh, of the the sticking, sorry, to the subject uh, of the D line, do you think as well, Barry, that the narrative on uh, Demarcus Lawrence is um, over the top? Do you think it's incorrect? He just need to stay his ass off Instagram and play. Let his let his Play do the talking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, PFF actually has 
him ranked as the third best defensive end in the league in terms of pressure and hits and sack. And stay off, stay off Instagram, and he'll be fine. <laughs> okay, now moving on uh, back beyond the the, the D line. We'll talk about the linebackers and then we'll finish up on defensive backs. So pro- something that has come up in the news, it was in Dallas News, uh, I think today, I think it was today, and they were talking about Jalen Smith. Mm. And they were saying that apparently the word in the locker mm. room is, mm. is they are evaluating Jalen Smith over the these next seven games. And that depends, depending on his performance now, whether he stays in in Dallas beyond this season. Look, man, didn't Jerry I mean, Jones you. sign this guy to like a big contract this year or last year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he signed the big contract. I mean, they they, he, they will if he's a. I mean, that, that, that's been reported. That's been reported by you know. I mean, I don't know the the Facebook streets be talking. You know what I mean? But uh, that's some 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 guy out there that's kind of been contrarian against the Cowboys has been reporting on that, trying to drive that narrative. From what I've read, I don't know if that's got any truth to it. But yeah. that man, look, Jalen and then Jerry, they got too much money going on, man. They not they got too much money going on off the field, man. Jalen ain't going nowhere. So would would you yeah. want to? Uh, there we go. Lorne is putting it on you. So I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's not. Jason, I don't think it's Jason, but I think he has thought about Jalen. Jalen, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll start with you, Barry. Would you move on from Jalen at the end of the year, or are you sticking with him? And do you think that because of the I mean, the guys, I mean, it's 2020, the guys performing, you know what I mean? And, you know, because we're not winning, now we're talking about we might be moving on from Jalen. I mean, it's like Cowboy fans are the worst, you know what I mean? They just (laughs) thinking up some new shit every day. I'll be be honest, Barry, that's like, you know, thing where I never really ever post or reply to comments on anything now this because it's, it feels like it's an uphill battle within our own fans to get an opinion, you know? I don't and, get any with them either. I do a lot of reading. I can learn from a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I read them and I'm and sometimes it really does scramble my brain. Sometimes I'm like, oh, what is your thought process behind <laughs> your opinion <laughs> here? You know? argue with the stupid people on the internet, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just I, I, put the- I do get it. I understand people's frustrations with him because when you do see it, he is sometimes he's running around and you just think, just slow yourself down, think about what you're doing. And and one of the things as fans that a lot of them see is they see like in the in the Steelers game that the Cowboys are on top. They they're on top of them. They've just got uh, uh you know they're they they're, they're trying to take the Steelers out of the game here and then there's a flag thrown and it happens to be Jalen Smith that's on the end of the penalty. And I think that we gotta play the refs. Let's not forget we gotta play the refs. I mean this is an entertainment sports well my personal opinion that was a bullshit call. That was a bullshit call. Yeah I mean all I'm what what I mean is that like Although, yeah, okay, that it was a soft call in in both penalties for him, they were soft. But what I mean is that these are things that stick in the minds of people watching it when it comes to it's what the media drive, man. It's an entertainment business, so you know you see a lot of these big networks. This has always been the beef that I had with them, and I tried to create an independent platform where we had. Cowboy fans that were invested in this, that have heart for it, that want to bring you the most accurate thing because they're not going to tell you something otherwise. You know what I mean? Mm. 
their hearts invested into it. But these networks, they don't care. They just drive things for views. And it's an entertainment league. You know what I mean? I hate to piss in everybody's Wheaties here, but I mean, it's just, you know, it's 2020 and the NFL is showing itself clearly, you know, in a lot of different aspects. But I mean, who knows? We could win the Super Bowl. We could still be in Tampa this year if we could win the NFC yeah. least, right? Let's go down the list with Jalen Smith, right? What, will we get rid of our top tackler? No. Will we create 9.4 million in dead money? No. Did he play better once he had Van Der Esch in the in the lineup? Yes. So I mean, it, right, right. Those, so, three, those three points. Right, right. So there's another point as well. Like yeah. when you're talking sure. about like a game, yeah, yeah, the D line. They were not performing those four games, and this is why you're seeing all these stats for Jalen up so high because he is trying to do way too much above his own position, right? And that's mm-hmm. why he like. Like if his DA line's not working, then the linebackers aren't going to work. Then it, it, it works uh, step by step. It all works from that D line from back. So if the D line not doing their job, Jalen needs to work overtime, do pretty much three things at once. And obviously, there's the obviously losing Vanderish there because there was the trust effort. There's trusting your other core members of the linebacker core as well. But the, uh, but whenever we did our D line did show up. The stats for Jalen did drop down, but you're seeing a more polished performance from Jalen. You're seeing all the right things from Jalen when the D-line were operating. He wasn't yeah. doing two things at once. He was sticking and doing his job. That's it. But, know, we're, that's but we're, thing about Cowboy fans, people just, oh, we get rid of people and we can... It takes years to develop people. Look at... Exactly. Like, Jalen has yeah. been nothing but a plus. You know what I mean? Now, granted, he probably not on getting paid. But not I mean, just, you know, not, not, not just not just that, Barry. He actually took a, a like a very minimum like it's still a big contract. But that's why he got paid stuff. because he negotiated with Jerry. He knows the power, the brand of the star, and like I said, they get money together. But if I yeah. like if but when you compare Jalen to other teams, he could easily made so much more across some some other teams. Like he actually took a. A, a team like he was being a team player package, pretty much contract. Like he, he could have gotten a lot more if he wanted to. He could have, and Jerry knows that. But he wanted like, to. Find mean, bit. This, there's this stat as well. I've just looked up this stat. Jalen Smith is our top tackler with a combined of eighty nine. Correct. Does anybody want to guess who our next tackler is? I know it ain't. I know it ain't Tyron Crawford. Nope. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs with almost half forty-eight. Mm. Nah. So yeah. no team gets rid of their top tackler, no matter who he is. Yep. And again, <laughs> that's things networks are going to talk about, and people are going to try to talk about because it's contrarian. And cowboy fans who are uneducated or just zombies, they don't fucking know <laughs> better. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just oh, yeah. we're gonna, we need to get rid of Jalen, like. Don't argue with stupid people on the internet. <laughs> Don't forget, it was thing. the same. With, it's the same with Dak. It was the same with Dak as well. People want to get rid of Dak now. They realize it's like, oh, we need Dak. Yeah, and that that is exactly what could be, especially when you think of all the other things that we need to do in in the next off season to fill gaps. The last thing you want to do is have to find another. Um, you know, to start filling another position with a linebacker. But here's an interesting one. 
is that this weekend, if anything, to test our D-line and our linebacker call will be this weekend against the number one running back, Dalvin Cook. Like, yeah, here yeah. is the test to see again, it's, it's how like strong it actually is. It's again like the Steelers were undefeated, yep. so we're gonna test ourselves against the best. And now it's like, yeah, you got this cook, this cook kid get cooking folks up on the field, man. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully he don't gash us too bad, and the defense can get it together hey. over there. You know what I mean? And stop him. So you know, I'm gonna summarize. I'm gonna summarize what the whole defense and offense needs to do this weekend. Rise up. I know it's taking a slogan from they the Falcons, but, but 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 they, every player needs to rise up to the occasion. And look, their, yeah. their offensive line is playing quite well as well. Their offensive line is doing the zone blocking scheme to perfection, which works for Darby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Just to put that into perspective, in the last three games with uh, Dalvin Cook, he's run for 465 yards and six touchdowns. The dude is small, yeah. and it's like an Alvin Kamara, man. They're eating folks up, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And don't forget as well, they've got their Tony Pollard. Uh, as well with, with Alexander Martinson behind them. That's right. Yep. So I mean, they, they got got some weapons, you know, he got Thielen, he got the Jefferson kid we didn't really talk about. I've been eating off of in fantasy. That kid is clocking in, you know what I mean? And then you got, you know, Cook, the backup guy. I mean, he's got plenty of weapons over there. So, you know, again, and, they're all, you know, and they're all, their all line is pretty good as well. Their line is great. It's another yeah. testing week for us. Yeah. Right, so here's uh, what I'm going to ask you, and we'll ask everybody watching as well at home, is what do you think the final score is going to be? Now, I'm going to go first. Um, so it gives you all uh, some time to, to think this over, and then I'll let the guest be the first uh, to take the first honours. I'm going Cowboys win 27-23. So that's my score. What are you going for, Barry? I don't know, man. We ain't scored too many touchdowns in the last few weeks. So I don't know about 27, but yeah. I, I think maybe a 17-14 Minnesota. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? Dallas by three. I mean, can Greg the leg pull it out? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And Graham, what have you got for us? Yeah, Barry kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I, I, I agree with that. Um, I don't see where... Our touchdowns are coming from, but I think our D will keep us in the game. Um, Cook had Cook got his yards because of his workload last week, and I think if we can keep Cook off balance and ask Cousins to do more, um, there's every chance we could win this game. Regular listeners, listeners to the show will know that I've been I've been down on the team. I predicted a couple of L's this week. I'm going to go for the W. I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm gonna say, along the way, it's going to be tight. Let's not let's not get carried away. It's going to be tight, but I'm going to I'm going to agree with Barry. Seventeen, fourteen, Cowboys. What's the what's the spread in Vegas? I'll check that for you now. Yeah. While we we do the next. <laughs> yeah, give, give me your call. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go absolutely bonkers here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. 31-21, Cowboys. Oh, man. I don't know, man, because I got Zeke and Lamb in my fantasy lineup, and I know they're going to get some touchdowns on some of y'all. <laughs> I think I'm, that's I why I'm saying that. Right. That's, what, that's why I'm saying that. I'm being optimistic, man. I am always going to be optimistic, regardless. 
Well, it, it, you made a nice little segue for us there, talking uh, of having guys in your fantasy. We're going to move on to our oh, final. Oh, the Daddy, look what Daddy just said. Oh, he said oh, 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 so you're yeah. really where Gary just raised the ante with his prediction there, an overtime score. Wow. An overtime. I, I like that, actually. I do is like it a that. a primetime game? What time is it? Primetime? Yeah, it, well, it's a 9.25. So. And Lloyd, Lloyd coming in, 21.13. Mm. Yeah, 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 I like that. It's, it's, mm, it's, okay. it's, a, fair, it's a fair argument, Lloyd, for fair yeah. argument. Big shout to Big Wheel. Yeah, the Big Wheel, he's in the house. Um, but okay, let's do our fantasy section and then we'll let you go, Barry, because I know you, you've got other things to be getting on with. Um, so this is quite simple. All I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys, um, what the, the players projected to score by NFL.com's fantasy app. Um, and then you tell me whether they're going to score what that more or less. So if you're going to score more than what they projected, give me a boy, oh boy. If this is going to score less, oh boy. All right, it's as easy as that. Now, who wants to go first? Should we give the guests the first honors? Sure. Yeah. All right, then, Barry. Uh, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> right, you can start us off with Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's projected to score 17 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy, or oh boy? Oh boy. Oh boy. Less than that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna uh, oh, am I gonna be nasty too? Okay, uh, <laughs> Paul Andy Dalton 15 fantasy points. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's in the middle. <laughs> yeah. You know what? For the benefit of doubt, based on my prediction, which is uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say boy or boy for the shits and giggles, you have to. You really yeah. took 51 points on offense. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did, yeah. Yeah, boy, oh boy. And Andy, um, Andy Dole's going to score 35 points, man. Fuck it. <laughs> 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 All right, then. I'm going to give you Ezekiel Elliott then, Gray. 14 fantasy points. Um... <laughs> the NFL app, the NFL fantasy app, lets you um you know basically work it out um yeah. that's the one yeah and i found I, I found that it's actually moved zeke onto my bench a few times <laughs> have you found that as well yeah um, unbelievable that's i think that's crazy Dog, um, you, I mean, Zeke get yards and then three fumbles and you're like negative you're like hey, <laughs> um Boy, oh boy. Okay. Boy, oh boy. Because yeah. I think that's oh that's going to be, with, with Dalton coming back in, if we can get Zeke going, that's going to be the key on offense. Yeah. Keeping okay. Dalton Cook on the sideline. Right. So, because you said you've got him on your uh, fantasy team, Barry, I'm going to give you CD Lamb. He's going to score 12 fantasy points. Well, if some of them predictions y'all said about them guys scoring touchdowns, he's going to get them. So, I mean, I'm going to say boy, oh, boy, because anybody lining yeah. him up in the slot, you know what I mean? I think he should be able to eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The TD's half your points yeah. straight away without any yardage. I mean, when you think about it, it's like 60 yards and a touchdown, and that's 12 points already. So, 
Peace. Get the CDs, get the TDs, baby. You know what I mean? Getting the TDs, hey. man. Uh, all right, then, Paul, you've got Dalvin Cook. Uh, 20 fantasy points. Oh. <laughs> that is a, that's a huge score. Wow. That's, that's For a running back, like, that's, yeah, that's really big. It's, but don't forget, don't forget, Dalvin he's Cook wants to receive the ball. He's n- he's not bad at catching the ball out in the backfield. Yeah, he's a stud. You know and what? He gets... I, I, I'm I'm going to trust the faith in our D line this week. I'm going to trust the faith in them. I think it's going to be oh boy, oh boy, less than. Right, coming up this Dallas Cowboy defense on this UK Cowboy fan. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they kept Connor quiet. They kept Connor quiet. I'm telling you, so, man. Yeah. Uh, boy, Anton Woods. I think he's gonna ball this game. I really, I think he like he was fired. He is fired up now. And Neville Gallimore coming up in the ranks and doing his thing. Randy Gregory as well. Don't forget he, if he he's he he's in the game. He's great at stopping. He, he he can. Um, he's great at setting the edge, just as much as Demarcus Lawrence. Um. Radio. Let's give you Jefferson then. I'll give you. You can have Jefferson. Great. He's going to score eighteen fantasy points. Oh, wow! Wow! I got him on my lineup, man. I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> I drafted him and I had him on my bench one week. I, he got like thirty points. I was like, "Who is this kid?" <laughs> <laughs> Story. Um, go on, yeah, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. just with with the loss of um, Diggs, with the loss of Diggs, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. uh, don't forget, I'll put these results up. Uh, after the game uh, with people's predicted prediction. Right. Uh, am I going to be nice or not? Have you? Did, hold on. When we got you, we got Paul there. Okay. I'm just making sure I got enough going around. Right. Let's give you Dalton Schultz, Barry, with nine fantasy points. Man, I don't know with Dalton coming back and if they're not going to block for him, but I mean, if y'all saying all these points are going to get scored, Dalton could probably squeak in there too. That's a tight one. I'm going to have to say, uh, oh boy. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I just, I don't, I, Dalton being in there, I just don't foresee it against Minnesota for some reason. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. We say that a lot, but it, it, it's, it's tough for tight ends. I mean, yeah. you know, in fantasy, tight, tight ends is a kind of wasteland if you don't get like Sunday from the Chiefs or the, the 49ers or so on. Man. He's been there. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Who am I going to be nasty to this time? Okay. Paul, Cowboys defense. Six oh. fantasy points. Oh. <laughs> I've been playing with them all season. Yeah, I've had them in my lineup a few times. Yeah. Mate, you asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to restore the faith in my like I said um, I think they're starting to find their feet again and with Gallimore right in the starting lineup now and yeah there's, with Andres back in that I'm going to say boy oh boy 
Yeah. Alrighty. Kirk uh, Cousins uh, loves an interception. Yeah, he, he likes an interception. Exactly. Jalen Smith with an interception in a row. <laughs> Pick six. What the haters did. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, did you imagine that? <laughs> oh, oh, a fumble <laughs> taken back to the house. <laughs> every one of us, every one of us will be like Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine, Star Wars is like, let the hate flow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. And then you can finish us off here yeah, with the Vikings defense. Great. Uh, they are also six fantasy points. You're not going to lose any. I mean, if you say boy, oh boy, I'm not going to be mad at you, man. <laughs> Um, That's a comment of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's Uh, 20, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's a tough one, though. (laughs) That's a tough one. Because I will will say, boy, oh, boy, I will say that. That's, that's yeah, boy, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just. Six I, is I, low. I mean, they start off at kickoff, they're at 10. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I think it'll, it'll be like a 10 point, 11 points, depending what they do. But I think it'll be roughly about that, that points range. Yeah. I hope there ain't yeah. no turnovers that lead to points like a pick six or, you know, something like that. Cause, yeah. You know, we get down there, get pent. You know what I mean? You got to remember our O-line. You know what I mean? Them guys going to be coming because they're like, oh, Dalton, they're just, they're just like, make, they're going to make them beat us. Just send everybody every down. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't get away from our tackles situation, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's why um, <laughs> Yeah. But that, mate, is the – we've got over the hour that I said we were going to be, mostly because my internet decided to um, pull the brakes on the show a few times, but I apologise. Um, but it has been a pleasure for you to be here uh, and be with us again. Uh, I don't know if anyone mentioned it um, while I was off disappearing because of my internet. Um like a lot of people know what you, official America's team do and what you do, um, what they see, but what people don't know is the behind the scenes stuff. And as I was saying that, yes. um, in terms of creators, you probably do the most for other people, like, like ourselves, everybody. You do probably the most out there for others. And I just want to let people know Great that you're always back there. Yeah, yeah, doing the articles, writing things up, talking about everybody else. And you probably do the hardest work in that respect. Yeah, uh, I mean, it just yeah. Keeps, me, keeps me sane, you know what I mean? It gives me something to do. I mean, because we're all sitting at home and thankful, you know, we got this here and I've got this set up and we could all sit here and talk, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, without that, think about it. There's a lot of folks, you know what I mean, especially veterans. I know you said you served over there, too, in the UK. You know what I mean? It's November. It's the Salute the Service month and yeah. campaign for the NFL and uh, suicide is at all time high among the veterans yeah. and so as they're out there paying the dues. You know, we're just trying to ra- raise the awareness on that. Um, you know, there's isolated folks out there in this quarantine. We were talking, you know, prior to the show about, uh, you know, Paul being, you know, clocked down over there. You know, as tough as mm-hmm. it is, but you know, it, it, everywhere there's folks that are just scared to go out of their house. Like there's some there's some real serious fear out there, along with the reality of what's happening. Um, but at the same time, the isolation 
You know what I mean? I just encourage everybody to reach out and talk to your veterans. You know what I mean? Call on some folks you haven't yeah. talked to in a while. Don't rely on a text message or a direct message. You know what I mean? I know, Mike, you know, you always clock in with me and check on me. And I appreciate that. You're always, hey, how you doing, brother? You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. I know you're in the UK, so we got a time difference there. But pick up the phone and call somebody. It's the holiday season. Yes. And Not that's the really toughest time of the year for us veterans. Yeah, and what is crazy as well, uh, talking of that, I know it's slightly off topic, but within that, what you're saying, you're in the UK in um, ex-veterans, ex-forces veterans, homelessness for them is on the rise. It's massive. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they don't understand why. They don't. They can't figure it out. Why so many veterans at the moment in the UK? I don't know if it's the same in the in the states. I imagine it would be. Yeah. Must no, be we have a homeless. We have a homeless thing that they've been addressing by building, you know, homeless veterans homes, getting them access, and you know yeah. that. You know, speaking of creations, you know, me and Bob Riley. I don't know if you guys know him, the cannabis cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the cannabis over there. We talked about that prior to that, but we've launched a show called Square Groupers where we're trying to network with folks. Um, the traditional OAT way and just share information among everybody in the quarantine online um, as this new, you know, administration comes in, if that's the case. And then, you know, what laws may change because a lot of states have legalized here in the United States as then. So we're trying to get that out because it's mainly an alternative because not just here in America, but also over there in the UK, I know you guys face an opioid crisis. You know I mean? There's not much alternative out there for, for healing and mental health. And mm-hmm. so we're just trying to get that, that that discussion going and create some awareness around there, get some folks taking some action. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Thanks, Mike. No, 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 no. But we, we appreciate you coming on uh, the show, like like I was saying. Um, and like you say, we're always talking and in communication, communication. But one thing that always, always pops up in the off-season is you writing out articles about UK cowboys and waving the flag for us and awareness about us. And so that I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, it's not just that, it's everybody else, everybody else, you do it for everybody. Thank you. I just couldn't believe there were that many cowboy fans over there. I think it was around 16. Oh, you'd be very surprised, my friend. <laughs> That's yeah. why we're the world's team and not just America's team. Exactly. I, I got <laughs> and, and, and Lauren over there, and and you know, we do we talked that and added them. They're part of the you know, the, the Cowboys directory I got on my site at officialamericasteam.com. So we're networking. We were hoping that we were going to get a game over there, man. That looks like I know. As strikers, we tried to do the campaign um, a couple of years ago for the whole NFL London, trying to get the Cowboys to come back to London again. We tried to do the whole hashtag campaign, um, mm. but unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be for us that 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 year or the next year. So, but we'll, hopefully, we once the NFL London games can start going again, we can start getting those campaigns going again. And when when the Cowboys come to London. It'll be official America's team live from London. Man, I could hold yeah. <laughs> Live from OAT in the UK, baby. <laughs> We've got to get that. We will get yeah. that done. We oh, will I get could, it. I, I, I could just, I could, I, if we'd have got that game over there, we would have been there, man. Me and West Coast is already saying, like, we were talking way before then, like, let's create a campaign. Like, we've seen it. That's right. we, we, we could ride this and make it happen and get over there. It was going to be amazing. But now with, you know, all that's going on, man, it looks like it's in a whole nother galaxy now, you know? Yeah. Buddy, yeah. I, I, I could just, buddy, I could just picture you right now outside Buckingham Palace, live outside <laughs> Buckingham Palace, <laughs> waiting here live with a coffee. Yeah. But it, like, West Coast was that excited. He was asking if you could stay in my spare bedroom. Yeah. Then, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not there to go to sleep anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleep when sleep you're dead. When you sleep, when, sleep when you're dead. 
Yeah. Uh, they say sleep on the plane. Um, but yeah, and uh, final shout then is just obviously to our sponsor, which is uh, Cowboys Experience. If we're going to a game next year, and um, we do have Barry Griffiths, so we've got Barry Gibson this week and Barry Griffiths next week from oh, Cowboys Experience. Make sure you book it through Cowboys Experience. They've got tailgate parties, uh, game day tickets, and stadium tours. Make sure you use the booking code UK Cowboys to uh, get a little bit extra in it. But this week, well, um, go on. Also, we are our show next week is not on Ooh, a regular. Yes, good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, go on then. You take it away. Yeah. It's on so, our, so, so we're not doing a Tuesday well, Tuesday show. We're doing a combination show of a pre-game post-game on a Wednesday because of the Thanksgiving game. So, mm-hmm. be sure to tune in. Same thing as usual, but it'll be on Wednesday. This time when? this week. So uh so for the Thanksgiving special. So we're gonna do post game and the pre-game all in one show for I think it's a two hour special we're gonna be doing it for. Yeah. However long it takes, it don't yeah, matter. However long it takes, however long it takes. So <laughs> yeah. and also like I like Mike just mentioned, our our sponsor, Barry Griffiths of Cowboys Experience is gonna be in the show. It's gonna be a good fun. So be sure to oh, tune yeah. in, folks. Yeah, no, Barry, Barry, Barry Griffin. I know Barry. I met Barry Griffin a few years back at the experience. That's actually where I met uh, Jaden Smith at first time. Yeah. So, shout out to yeah, yeah. That's who we got. And I told him you were coming on the show, and he said to say hi. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, should be a lot of fun. But uh, that, that is this week. Thank you very much again, Barry, for coming on. Uh, but from myself, from Paul, from Graham, and uh, from Barry Griffiths, that is UK Cowboys TV. Uh, and we will see you on the other side, guys. Have a great weekend. See you later, guys. See you next time.